This is Apostle Lonnie Starks. We get ready to put you a pre-recorded message that I preached up in New York. And this is a Sunday afternoon service. Talking about Old West Grace. I hope you enjoy it. We're going to get ready to get into that message in just a few minutes. So I want you to give God the praise and the glory. Old white grace, old white grace that God has given and done for our lives. Stay tuned. Let's go right into the service now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, God is a good God, and he'll make a way for you. Please remember, grace took us this far. Oh, what grace? Oh, what grace? Oh, what grace? Ephesians chapter 3, verses 7 and 8. Wherefore, I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. Unto me who am less than the least of all saints is this grace given, that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. Oh, what grace. Oh, what grace. Look at your neighbor and say, oh, what grace. Oh, what grace. Grace is God's unmerited favor. We don't deserve it, but he gives it to us anyway. Grace is something you can't buy. You can't rent it. You can't lease it. It has to be given to you. And we thank God for the grace that God has given. Oh, what grace. He says it from another translation, the New Living Translation, verse 7. But God's special favor and mighty power. I have been given the wonderful privilege of serving him by spreading this good news. Just think. Though I did nothing to deserve it, and though I'm the least deserving Christian there is, I was chosen for this special joy of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures available to them in Christ. My Lord, my Lord, oh, what grace. Paul says he has something so special, 
so wonderful, endless uh, knowledge of, endless revelation, endless blessings. Uh, Paul said it's so wonderful that he has been selected by God to tell this good story to some people that feel that they're not worthy or actually not worthy to tell a bunch of dogs how God want to bless them and how God want to use them. Isn't that wonderful? Paul says, I want you to know that I have a word from the Lord that can encourage you and inspire you that you don't have to feel bad about yourself, that you can, amen, go on with life. And then he said, if you take a look at me, Paul was a very interesting character, came from a religious home, from a Jewish background, had a Jewish father, had a Jewish mother, we believe. There's not too much mention about his mother. But from what we can understand, he had a very fine, very fine family. They were rooted and grounded in the things of the Lord. They were, amen, concerned about his education. And so what they did, they sent Paul to the best of the schools. And he, he, he got, they received his formal education and and I mean, he advanced in every area that he was in. He was a very uh, astute uh, student. He, uh, he, he comprehended, and he outweighed a lot of his contemporaries as far as wisdom and knowledge, and even to the point that he sat on the foot of Gamal, Gamaliel. He was taught by some of the greatest scholars ever taught, had, have ever taught, rather. And he learned, learned very quickly. And then he advanced and became a member of the Sanhedrin after he was grown. His father was a Roman citizen. Now, yet he was a Jew. We don't know where he, he earned his citizenship because he bought it, paid for it, uh, because of some contribution that he gave to the Roman government that they made him an honorary citizen. But later on in Paul's life, we found out that by him being a Roman citizen, it really was an advantage at one point. But as we look at Paul's life, there he is, advancing to the Sanhedrin uh, from the tribe of Benjamin, uh, dogmatic about his teaching, didactic about his teaching over and over that the Jewish way was right and there was no other way. But there was something interesting about Paul's life that uh, with all of his education, his father sent him and his mother prepared him with all of the learning that Paul had, he had to learn a trade, which was tent making. He became a tent maker. So it teaches us something that no matter how much education you got, you still need to learn some type of trade wherein you can be able to fall back on if you need it. But even though Paul was a doctor and a lawyer, he was a doctor and a lawyer, a Pharisee of the Pharisee, he was a scribe, a doctor of the law, he was a real-life lawyer, but yet he got a job as a tent maker because he wanted to learn this craft of making tents so we'd have something to fall back on. But not at the time here in the book of Acts when God uh, called Paul. Paul was at the height of his life. Everything was going well. But the problem was everything that Paul had learned in the university or in the college, or in the, in the school, he discovered that it was contrary to the teaching of God. That's amazing to me. That you can go so far in life, 
and live so long and think you're so right and find out from God's point you are completely wrong. Here's a man that had witnessed, he had studied a minimum to be a scribe. Now, he had to have studied for at least 30 years. Paul had 30 years of schooling under his belt. Very wealth in knowledge, very knowledgeable, intellectual, very smart. Paul had 30 years, a minimum, of school under his belt. Not only did he have secular schooling, but he had religious training and religious teaching. So Paul had all of the secular teaching of that time, PhD, as you might say, praise God, a doctor of letters in the religious arena, but he found out it was wrong. All that he had learned, all that he had acquired, he found out, as far as God concerned, it was wrong. And that's why he talks about the grace of God. No other writer speaks about the grace of God as much as Paul does. He discovered out of all his quests, and his quests, yet he was wrong. Paul was so zealous and so, had so much zeal, so much uh, enthusiasm about what he was doing, that he actually, the Bible said, persecuted the children of God. He literally took people and killed people thinking he was doing God a, a justice or a service. If you are a Christian, because Paul did not know that Jesus Christ was the Messiah because he had been reared in a Jewish home. He did not know. So according to Paul, from his teaching and his learning, everything about Jesus made Jesus a cult. He looked at Christianity or as Jesus Christ as being the founder of some cult. He did not believe in it. And so he was a member of the Sanhedrin. Paul, on one occasion, went and got legal documents, got a court order, signed and sealed, that if he found anyone talking about Christianity, that he could grab them, arrest them, kill them, or drag them into court. The same Paul I'm talking about. He had legal papers backed by the government and also the Sanhedrin that if anyone would be talking about Jesus Christ, that he could kill them, he could arrest them, he could have them assassinated. And that's the time when God arrested him as he was about to go and arrest some Christians. The Bible said he was on a road called Damascus, on the road of Damascus. Now think about it. I want, you, I want to dwell with that. I want to linger there just for a moment. Could it be, saints? could it possibly be that there's some listening to me today think you're so right, but you're wrong? Paul thought he was right. He had the letter to back it up. He had the printed word to back it up. He had the religious group of that time to back it up. 
He had the Roman government to back it up, but he was wrong. Could it be that there's some here listening to me? Could be wrong. Could you be wrong? Could you be wrong? Could it be that the way you're going is wrong? Could it possibly be that you are misunderstanding God? Paul did. Had a religious father, a religious mother. He was taught on all the religious leaders. He was taught by some of the greatest people ever known to teach in those days. He went to the best university that there was. There was none better. He had his master's degree. He had his Ph.D. degree. But he was wrong. He was wrong from his viewpoint. So so much and so until he could say, thank God for his grace. Paul was so wrong that he realized if God didn't show grace, he was lost. That's how wrong he was. Paul was in such a such a fault that he realized that God is a God of grace. In verse number seven, he tells us about the grace of God. Whereof I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God. The grace of God. Understand, Paul. Paul said, I was made a minister because of the grace of God. Not because I went and sat on the feet of Gamaliel. Not because I was a member of the Sanhedrin. Not because my mother was a Jew or my father was a Jew. Not because I came from the tribe of Benjamin. But I am what I am because of the gift of the grace of God. And so when he met Jesus, when he met Jesus, he was about to do deadly harm to Jesus' disciples. Go to the book of Acts for a moment. Let's take a look at something. The book of Acts, I want to work this case a little bit because you have to understand what Paul is talking about. The book of Acts chapter 9. The book of Acts chapter 9. And saw yet breathed out threatening and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord went unto the high priest. This is Paul. This is before his name was changed to Paul. Now some people says in some documents that I read that Saul was his Jewish name and Paul was his Roman name. Either way, the same Paul had went and got a letter, the Bible says in verse 2 of Acts 9, and desired him letters to Damascus, to the synagogue, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. He was a religious fanatic. He made up his mind that if anybody that's going against my religion, I'm going to kill them. And according to Paul, the Christians was going against his religion. Verse number three. And he journeyed, and as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shone, shined round about him a light from heaven. How many reading with me? And he fell where? And heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? I wonder... Do anyone in the church today feel like you're persecuting other Christians? Let me tell you Christians something that's supposed to be Christians. And that includes I. I'm included. I'm number one. 
any one of us that persecute another one, we're out of order. When you say your little sarcastic things in the church, you're out of order. When you assault one another, when you say things that hurt somebody's feelings, you're out of order. And the Lord says this, and he said, who? And he says, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he calls my name, Lonnie, Lonnie, why are you persecuting me? Why are you persecuting me, Lonnie? If I'm hurting Michael, then God is saying to me, why are you hurting me? If, you, if you're thrown off on that daughter right there, that brother over there, the Lord is literally saying, why are you thrown off on me? Yeah, but, but, but they don't do like I want them to do. So what? They don't do what you want them to do. Who are you? You know, I listened to some of y'all in the business meeting the other night. Y'all disgusted. Y'all took a business meeting to get to your personal stuff. Your personal, how you feel about one another. Why this one do this and why that one do that. Let me tell you something. Do you realize that's out of order? That is out of order. There's no order in that. There's no order for you to throw off on this sister and that sister to throw off on you. Apostle Paul was a religious man, but he was out of order. And the Lord asked him, why are you doing this? The very next verse, and he said, who art thou, Lord? And that's what some of you need to ask God. God, who are you? Maybe you don't know who he is. And the Lord said, I'm Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the bricks. In other words, God said, those people that I bless for you like them or not, they're still blessed. And you've got to learn that, Paul. Why, why do you think Paul was talking about grace? Paul was talking about grace because he realized that he can't tell God who to love. He can't tell God who to save. And God blesses who he want to bless. Whether you like them or not. I don't like the way y'all. So you don't like them. Why? What's the big deal? They're not your people. They belong to God. Whether I like you or not. I was just telling the deacon this morning, I said, from now on, I have a business meeting. I'm going to make sure when anybody say anything or ask me any question, I'm going to say, is this pertaining to this meeting or do you want to throw off on somebody? Because if it's pertaining to this meeting, okay, but if not, if you got something you want to say to two people, well, they meet me in my office, and that's what we'll discuss it at. Hello? Come on. And see, we think we sleep because we got a little education that we can say what we want to say and nobody understands it. But you can't fool God with your little education. Your little education ain't nothing. I don't care if you got a doctor's or a master or a PhD. Paul had one, and it didn't prove nothing to Paul. Paul said, I count it as dumb. Your education don't mean nothing with God. It's how you love one another. Somebody said, oh, what grace. Verse number six, and Paul, and he trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise, and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. If you don't get to the place that you can hear God over other folks, and you got to hear God only through other folks, you got a serious problem. Touch your neighbor and say, oh, my grace. Thank God for his grace. 
that God can touch me and you don't have to see it. God can bless me and you don't have to see it. God can be moving in my life and you probably don't even believe it. But guess what? He's still moving. Watch this. Verse 8. And Saul arose from the earth and when his eyes was open, he saw no man. Now, there's a spiritual significance there, and I, I got to leave this and get back to the other scripture. But there's a spiritual significance there, which this literally happened. He literally went blind. Paul literally lost his eyesight. Now, I believe the spiritual significance here is until you get to the place that you don't see people, you're nothing but God. Mother Sutton, I believe I'm preaching real good today. You sitting here talking about she didn't speak to me. So, so big deal. If you hadn't seen it, then you wouldn't have worried about it. If you'd stop watching who spoke to you this morning, then you, guess what? If you didn't see them, you wouldn't know about it. I believe, I believe I'm telling the devil what he don't want to hear this morning. He don't want to hear the truth. But devil, you're going to hear this this morning. This afternoon, you're going to hear me real good. Because Paul had to lose his eyesight so God could use him. Because Paul's problem was, it was what he saw. And as long as you're trying to live about what you see, you're never going to be anything for God. The Bible says, faith come by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Come on, somebody. We don't walk by sight, but we walk by faith. I don't walk by what I see, what I think, and what I Y'all ain't feeling me right now yet. You got to get to the place that you overlook people. Some of y'all come to church, and I'm talking to Jesus saying this minute this morning. If nobody else don't want to hear, but I'm talking to the church that needs it. We need it in here. And you get to the place that you'll stop watching the other person. Then God can move and have his way. But God can't have his way as long as you got favoritism. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. What do you mean favoritism? It, the favoritism, if they didn't obey me, then I did not right. So what? You didn't obey you. I didn't obey you. I didn't follow you. It's all right. Somebody say praise the name of the Lord. Praise Look at your neighbor and say, oh, what grace. Paul, watch this, Paul, watch this, get this with me. He lost his eyesight, he didn't see no man, and he arose and saw no man, and they led him. And they led him. And they led him. Listen, here's a man with a PhD. Here's a man with a master's degree. Here's a man with all the intellect. Here's a man that is, is, is a doctor and a scholar. But he had to be led by somebody else. Look at your neighbor and say, is it possible that I need to lead you before you can get your blessing? Now, I know you think I ain't no good. Look at him. Look at him in the face. I know you think I'm no good. But I might be the one that help you get your eyes open. Touch yourself. I'm talking about me. I'm talking about me. I might be the one. That, that you need to get your blessing. Let me tell you something. You don't know who you're going to need in this world. You don't know when you're going to need somebody in this world. And that's why you got to watch yourself throwing your little slurs at people. 
I know I'm preaching real good now. Look at your neighbor one more time. Say, you might need me before it's all over. Oh, bless his name. Bless his name. Bless his name. Oh, what grace. Oh, what grace. And, and verse number eight, and Saul arose from the earth, and when his eyes was open, he saw no man. Look at it. His eyes open, but he can't see nobody. But they led him by the hand and brought him to the, into Damascus, and, and he was there three days without sight, neither did, neither eat, nor drank. Three days. A man with all this smarts, all this education, a Jew. A cold-hearted religious man, but now he can't see. Look at you there and say, "Could that be you? Are you too religious to see?" Hello, hello, hello in this house. The Bible says in verse number nine, and he was there three days without sight, neither to eat nor drink. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Behold, I am here. And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the street, which is called straight. Y'all better listen to this. And inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prays. I'm talking to somebody now. Y'all better get this revelation. There's somebody here right now God is going to use, and you don't think he's going to do it, but he's going to do it anyway. That person is going to be praying, and God is going to use them. Watch this. Now, I know you think they're evil and mean. Look at your neighbors. I know you think I'm evil. You think I'm mean. But, oh, what grace. The Bible said, and had seen him in a vision, a man named Ananias, verse 12, watch this, uh, coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. Now, guess who this is? Get a picture here. This is the person that Paul once was going to kill. Y'all better hear me. Y'all hear me? I, 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 can't say it, I can't make it no plain of Beverly. This is the same person that Paul wanted to kill. He was a Christian. This is the same person in verse 2 that Paul had went and got a letter to go and kill all Christians. But the same one that Paul wanted to kill was the one that had to pray for him. Look at your neighbors and be careful how you treat me now. So we all somebody in Christ. I dare everybody look at your neighbors and say, I am somebody in Christ. Whether you believe it or not. As a matter of fact, I'm not even going to try to prove it to you. I'm just going to serve God with gladness. The Bible says in verse 13, Ananias had a problem. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard by many of this man and how much evil he has done to the saints at Jerusalem. And here he, and that, and here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all that call on thy name. Yes. Listen to Ananias. He said, Lord, you, do you know how mean Paul is? I'm trying to tell y'all something. All you mean people's in here, God going to use you. See, y'all think the mean people ain't no good. But God can use a mean person. Paul was mean. He 
was a mean version. Come on now. And the word had got out. Paul is mean. I ain't going to him, Lord. You you sure? You forgot. He killed anybody called on your name. Watch verse 15. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is he is a what? I dare you to stand up right quick. Everybody say, I'm a chosen vessel. Now, I know that ain't going to set too good with somebody that don't like it. I know their flesh is crawling. I know on the inside, they, they feel like vomiting right now. They feel like gurgitating right now. They probably got to excuse me and go to the bathroom right now. Because they can't stand you being a chosen vessel. Stand up one more time. Say, stand me or not, I'm still a chosen vessel by God himself. Shout hallelujah, somebody. I want y'all to read verse 15 with me. We're talking about, oh, what grace today. I see it's going to be a, a, good, a good message today. Everybody, y'all, y'all sound real good about this. Verse 15, but the Lord said unto him, let's back up at verse 14. You're talking about me. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all that call on our name. You're saying Lonnie ain't no good. Or she's saying you ain't no good. And he's saying you're not going to no good. And they're saying you, he's not no good. But God turns around, the Lord himself, in verse 15, said, but the Lord. I want to preach that, but the Lord. Somebody said, but the Lord. Somebody said, but the Lord. But the Lord said unto who? To the one that's talking about me. Said, so if you're talking about me, God is telling you, said, but. But the Lord said unto him, what? Go that way for what? Listen to God. The Lord said, you might not think he's no good, but he's so good. Are y'all feeling this message today? Look at the grace of God. When folks think you are no good, when people have counted you out, when people think you're never going to be used, when people see all kind of wrong, and guess what? You may be guilty. You may be guilty of it. But guess what? If God chose you, oh, what grace? Hello. Feel me today, somebody. Somebody feel me today. Grab your neighbor and say, oh, what grace. See, everything you dig up on me, you can find up on me, it's probably true. But guess what? I'm not living by that. I'm living by the grace. Hello? Hello? I'm living by his grace. Oh, what grace? <laughs> Are y'all feeling that verse? Let's read it again. I believe it's feel like shout time again. Look what it says. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. God said, I'm getting ready to use her. And you tell me she's no good. Come here, Mother Clara. You around here talking about Mother Clara can't be used. And the Lord told me to tell her, I'm just getting ready to use her. And you said she ain't no good. And the Lord said, what? That's the woman I'm getting ready to use. The one that y'all done counted out. The one that y'all think ain't going to never get nowhere. God said, that's the one. 
Y'all, y'all don't see it. Come here, Mother Born, right quick. Come here, come here. Come here, Mother Born. Now, y'all, y'all might have problems dealing with what I'm saying, but I am in the book, am I not? Am I in the book? Now, y'all might be saying, well, I, I don't understand Mother Born. Mother Born ain't this, Mother Born. But God told me to tell you, shut your mouth, because she's the one that he's chosen and getting ready to use. Y'all, man. Come come in, Nancy. Quick, 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 quick. You, you, as quick as you can move, you're too slow. All right. You see this lady? You, oh, I don't understand Nancy. Nancy's not this and Nancy's not that. And God told me to tell you, according to the message, that's the one I chose. The one you think ain't no good. Come here, Charlene. Come here, quick, 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 quick. Can you come quick? Come here, come here, come here. I'm trying to help you. I'm not trying to help somebody. You see this lady? Look, y'all, y'all say, I, I can't stand her. And God told me to tell you, you can't stand her, but she's the one I chose. That's right. And that's the one I'm getting ready to use. Will somebody say amen to me? Amen. Hallelujah. Come here, Corinne. Come here, quick, quick. Can you move quick? I'm just trying to demonstrate something to y'all according to the scripture. Look, this is not Lonnie. Stop saying this. Look, you know, okay, oh, Corrine is just a bad girl. She ain't no good. You don't know what Corrine has done. I saw her doing this, and I seen her doing it. But God said, hush, 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 hush. I chose her. She, she's the one I want to use. So what you going to do about that? Have you seen, baby? What you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Ananias said, wait a minute, do you know who Paul is? And God said, yeah, I know who he is. He's the one I chose. Now, wait a minute. Did not Ananias have some legitimacy not to like Paul? Did not Ananias have some legitimacy to suspect that Paul wasn't real? So you may see something in my life. It may not be right. It could be completely wrong, but that don't stop or block or eradicate the call of God. When somebody said that don't stop, block, or eradicate the call of God. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody said, oh, what grace. I dare you that you, if you can get real bold, say, I know I'm a mess. I know I'm messed up. I know I'm no good. But guess what? I'm good in God. Shout hallelujah. I'm trying to make somebody feel this today. Paul, yes, he was no good. He was a scoundrel. Insidious. See, this guy, listen, that's Come on. He was lascivious. He was awesome. But he did it ignorantly. Look at your neighbor and say, I might be like this, but I don't know no better. I'm doing the best I can. I remember, I remember, how many remember I tell you what my father's nickname was? What was his nickname? Well, let me bring a little bit of hard jack in here. Hard jack said, I'm stupid and can't help myself. What's your reason? I'm bringing a little hard jack. That's your granddaddy, Anna. You never met him. His name was hard. His name was Lonnie, but they called him hard jack. He said, 
I know I'm stupid, you say, but I can't help myself. He said, what's your excuse? <laughs> now, you say, you say she's mean. Maybe she can't help herself. Why you mean? Can I get a little hard jack here now? I want just a little bit of hard jack. Yeah, that's, that's what my dad is teaching. Huh? You say, yeah, how could she be so mean? How could he be so mean? They can't help themselves. Well, now, what's your excuse? Since you see I got holes in my socks, and somebody probably didn't know where you got holes in your pantyhoses or not. But why you got yours on like that then? Hello. I'm trying to preach to the people to get help in here today. Y'all feeling me today? Let me tell you, church folks, something. You got to be careful how you damn somebody, how you curse somebody, how you put somebody down, how you count somebody out. I've learned in life, it ain't up to me, it's up to the Lord. Hello? Paul said, oh, what grace. Now, I, I got to kind of leave this. It's getting good. I don't want to leave it, but for time's sake, I'm going to have to leave it. But what verse will we have? 15? Verse 16. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. Now, now, now here you go. Here we are. Now, this is a verse I, I, I'm pretty sure that you wish God didn't put there. You like verse 15, but verse 16 is not a real nice verse. It's okay because God said it, but it's not okay because I read it and because you read it. You know what I was reading the Bible one time? Y'all remember I told you I threw the Bible down? How many remember that? He yeah. said, you're going to have to die for me. And I threw the Bible down. I said, forget all that now. He said, forget mother. So you got to deny mother, father. Yeah. Come on. Some of y'all, when y'all get that part of the Bible, you throw it down. Oh, no. Nah. Uh, that verse, 16, read it. What did it say? You mean to tell me God haven't showed you yet that everybody ain't going to love you? You mean you've been saved all this long and ain't found out everybody's not going to hug your neck? You mean you've been saved all this long and haven't found out you can't please everybody? I'm going to ask you again. You mean you're in church all this long and haven't discovered that you ain't got but one friend and that's Jesus? You mean to tell me that you found you've been in church all this long and find out that all men are liars? Come on here. You're going to suffer. You're going to suffer sometimes. Sometimes the one you got all the confidence in is going to blow your bubble, going to burst your bubble, going to go against you. You better serve God and give him praise. Glory. Look at you there. How long have you been saved? Have you been saved long enough yet to understand that the song is right? What a friend we have in Jesus. All our griefs and burdens here about. You haven't learned it yet. So you, if you have it, you're going to learn that. As a Christian, you're going to learn this. You're going to find out that there ain't really nobody on your side but Jesus. 
Somebody said, well, Pastor, they, you mean they no friends in church? No. When you find another person that has the same spirit you have, God, to bless you, I tell you, God is good. We got to go. Uh, I tell you, I, I, I'm just, just glad to be here tonight. God is a good God even on a bad day. And every time I turn around, God just keeps on blessing. I hope you enjoyed the message. I preached up in New York about 15 years ago. Oh, what grace. Oh, what grace. God is a good God. He makes a way. Look, I hope you enjoyed it. Listen, if you want to call me, 252-214-0799. Again, my telephone number is 252-214-0799. God love you today, and I do too. I tell you, you a good. he's a good God, even on a bad day. Every time I turn around, God keeps right on blessing. Listen, I really got to go. Clock on the wall is telling me so. Listen, you have a good evening. May the Lord bless you real good. I'm getting ready to get on out of here now, but God is a good God, and don't just don't you ever forget it. God is a good God. Yes, Lord. Thank you.